Welcome to the first season of Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up in bold, courageous faith like Esther of old. She stepped up to lead when life was tough and hope was dim, but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet. They've all tackled difficult life crises head on and triumphed. And now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Well, welcome to season one and show one of the Arise Esther podcast. I am so excited to be starting this journey with you all. And I could not think of a better way to start this program than to have our one and very own Linda Evans Shepherd. And I know that the listeners know all about you. I'll let you introduce yourself. But Linda, thank you for being here and welcome. Well, thank you. It is so wonderful to be here, and I'm so excited. So I wanted you to be our very first guest because, first of all, I want to lay the foundation of what the Esther podcast is going to be all about, why the name Arise Esther, and what you have to do with this vision and how it came to be. So take a minute and share with us. Sure. Well, um, I am an author like you, Dawn, as you know, and I've written a few books about, I don't know, 36, 37 books. And oh my goodness, just a few. <laughs> just a few. I've, I've been writing since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and the Lord called me many years ago, 20 years ago, actually, and said, you know, this isn't just about you. He said, I have a garden of women, a flower garden of women that I would like for you to walk in to with me. And so when I heard those words from the Lord, that's what prompted me to found the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. And we minister to Christian women authors and speakers. And it has been an amazing work of the Lord. Our organization, as you know, is so filled with love and fellowship and us supporting one another. No competition. It's all about love and support. Mm -hmm. And so I was minding my own business, um, thinking I had fulfilled everything God had called me to do. I'm writing books. I'm running AWSA. But then it became apparent that the Lord wanted me to also form a new organization called Arise Esther. And so I couldn't even imagine what it was about, uh, but I was actually called out from the pulpit two different occasions uh, wow. about this. And so uh, I said, Lord, you know, what is this? What is this new movement you're talking about? And I, he spoke to my heart. He said, go check to see if the URL is available and then you'll know if it's for you or not. And so I said, surely Lord, somebody has taken ariseesther.com. Nope, nobody had taken it. And so I said, well, what do you want me to do? When I saw it was open, he said, well, what do you think? So <laughs> I got the URL and then I still didn't know what, what it was about. And so finally the Lord said, it's not just about you call a team of people and you were on that founding team. We yes. call the team and we begin to talk. What is it? What is God calling us to do? And you know, as we, we'll talk about the story of Esther, but it's, 
for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. It's not about just me. It's not even about just our members of AWSA. It's about the women leaders rising up and equipping the women of the church so that they can be prepared and so that they can rise up and do all God has called them to do. It's so powerful because um, so many times women, rather than joining together and being this army that can indeed change the world together, we tend to compare and we get isolated from one another or we're fearful. And I will say that when I attended the American Writers and Speakers Association, otherwise known as AWSA, for the very mm-hmm. first time, I was so blown away by the love the sisterhood, the beauty, and it was such a safe place. And so it's exactly what you said. And now to know that there is another organization that will have the same DNA that says, listen, sisters, let's come together. Women of God, God is giving you a voice. He's giving you a burden. He's giving you a calling, a talent. And this is our moment. It's an amazing thing. And so how did it happen that you decided it, this was not just something for you, but for every woman, was there this, thus saith the Lord, or did it just become like a growing awareness that something, this was huge, that God wanted to do something big? Well, as we begin to meet, as our little team begin to meet, there were about 10 of us, I think, and talk about it. I had no clue what it was God wanted. And I was like, Lord, I'll do whatever you ask, but I can't wrap my my head around it. And finally, he said to me, in the quietness and the stillness of my heart, he said, this is about Esther's. It's not about the Esther. It's about many Esther's. Mm -hmm. And you're not the one who has the complete vision. And as you begin to talk to other Esther's, And the women in our group, like you, were all Esthers, people who had risen up for such a time as this. You will begin to see the vision. So, Dawn, as we talked, the Mm -hmm. vision became clearer and clearer until I finally realized. And then then, when everything started happening in our society, COVID and now the riots, man, this really is for such a time as this. One of the things that I learned last year when the Lord called me to go to Hollywood for eight weeks to take classes and to meet Christians in Hollywood. And and I scratched my head about that. You know, what in the world are you calling me to do this for? And then I begin to realize it's really about community. It's about getting to know one another. It's about praying for one another. And so as I turn my eyes now to the women of the church and I see that there are not very many godly men rising up for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I learned in Hollywood, because I was afraid to go, I was afraid people would see, oh, the little prayer author, huh? What are you doing here? (laughs) But I, I had a secret weapon and it's something that all of us Esthers have. And that is mama love. I brought my mama love with me to Hollywood. And I just loved on those young people all around me. And I can't tell you how many people, waitresses and, and, and the host that I stayed with for my Airbnb and people would say to me, you belong here. We need you here. And I realized 
that they needed love. And that's something we as women, whether even if we're not moms, even if we're sisters or aunts or, or, or even if we're not, we still have that God-given love. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I think we, have, we, we also have more than that because we've got, we've got that God-given love. I call that mama love. Yes. We've got that <laughs> God-given, oh, no, you don't. Right. Which is something we need to bring out right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got that God-given prayer. Mm-hmm. And those things right there, when, when we have the preparation that we need, we can rise up for such a time as this. And we women can make a difference. It says in Psalm 68, 11, great is the host of women who proclaim the good news. And listen, I love you gentlemen who are listening. Love you. I'm married to one of you. You guys are awesome. (laughs) But (laughs) I will not be silenced for such a time as this. You will not put me in the corner and you're not going to put my sisters in the corner Mm -hmm. and tell us here, just teach children's church. Hey, we've got to do that too. We've got a lot on our plate. We've got to teach the children's church. We've got to teach the vacation Bible school and we've got to haul our kids in from the street Mm. and we got to teach our society how to love one another again. And we got to show our society that there is a God of love. And it's not about the races. It's about being human. And we can be humans who love God because we are humans that God loves. That's just so powerful. You have said so many things there. I don't know which place I want to go next because as a woman pastor, you know, I feel those very emotions that you talk about, like, God, I love my husband. I love the men of God. I love it's God's purpose and his, and his design, but there has to be the voice of the mother. There has to be the voice. Yes. Now you keep saying something you keep saying for such a time is this. Mm. I wonder if every listener knows what you're referring to. This is a woman named Esther Mm. from the Bible. Talk to me a little bit about the story of Esther. Who is she and why are we supposed to be like her today? I love the story of Esther. It happened in like 483 BC in the land of Persia, which is now Iran. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was before Christ. And and Esther was an orphan girl. I don't know what happened to her parents, but she was raised by her uncle Mordecai, who uh, was a good like father. To figure to her. And when he heard, he, he uh, sat at the gates of the palace. And when he heard about this beauty contest that came to be because the queen, her name was Vasti, refused to come when the king of Persia summoned her into his court Uh-oh. to appear before his party, which had been going on for like 127 days. Oh, and she didn't want to show. So she didn't. And and all of his uh, advisors told him, you have to divorce Queen Vashti and you have to have a beauty contest and select a new king. Well, when Mort- a queen, I mean, well, when Mordecai heard about this, he got his niece enrolled in the contest. 
And so the most beautiful girls from all across the land came and they had beauty treatments. They had beautiful oils applied to them and they went and they each had a night with the king and the king chose one of them to be his bride. And he chose the one that was beautiful on the outside and the inside. Mm -hmm. And Esther, the Jewish orphan, became the queen of Persia. Mm -hmm. But there was a man named Haman who was second in command to the king of Persia. And he noticed that when he would go into the gates, that Mordecai would be there and everybody would bow except this Jewish man. And he was so outraged that he decided that he would build a gallows to get this man hanged. And he would petition the king himself to hang Mordecai. Well, the very night before he was to go in and make this request, the king couldn't sleep. And so he had his readers that kept the records to come in and read records of things that had happened and found out that Mordecai had prevented a plot for his assassination. And so the next day when Haman showed up, the king said, what has been done for this man? And Mordecai and Haman thought he was talking about himself, not Mordecai. And so he said, well, nothing. And, and, and he said, well, what would you what would you do to honor him? He said, well, I'd put him on the royal horse and I'd lead him around town. <laughs> and the king said, that's just what I want you to do for Mordecai, the very man that he had come in to have murdered. Mm. And so now he really hated Mordecai. But in the meantime, he also had sought the king to create a day when he could take revenge on all the Jewish people to wipe them out from the kingdom. And so... The king had agreed that on this day that all the Jewish people could be killed by the people of his kingdom. And so Mordecai began to send uh, the queen notes saying, you've got to do something to stop this. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, I don't know what I can do. I, I can't even approach the king because if he doesn't invite me in, he can have my head lopped off. Mm -hmm. But Mordecai said, maybe you are here for such a time as this. Wow. That's and quit. Go ahead. Keep well, going. her response was, you know what? I'm going to pray about it. And hey, we got to add prayer to this mix. Hey, yeah. I'm going to pray about it. And after she prayed, she said, if I perish, I perish. Mm -hmm. Because Mordecai had also said, if you don't stand up, God will raise somebody else up and we will all perish. She decided she would make a stand. She would dig deep into her inner courage. And with God's help, she would make a stand and she would approach the king. And when she did, he approved her appearance to his court. And she invited him to a banquet, but was too shy to tell him what was really on her heart. So she invited him back to a banquet a second time. And why don't you finish the story, Dawn? You know the story. Well, yes, I do. And so here she is with the king and he finally says to her, tell me, Queen Esther, what is it that's on your heart? I know you have something to ask. And so she did. She said, I just want to ask you, king, to spare my life and the life of my people. And he said, what are you talking about? 
And she said, well, Mordecai, the one who sits by your side, has ordered that all of the Jewish people um, get, are, will be murdered. Um, not, not Mordecai, but Haman. Yes. Haman, the one, your assistant, Haman, has made a vow to kill all of the Jewish people. And it was at that where the king realized that he had been set up by Haman. And he in turn said, it's not going to be your life, Queen Esther, and it's not going to be the life of your cousin or your uncle Mordecai. It's going to be Haman's life. And the bottom line of the story is that Esther was used of God to be the instrument of salvation, kind of a picture, a forerunner of Jesus, if you will, that she was a deliverer and a savior that through her the Jewish nation was spared. And it was because she had come to her royal position for that very moment. And you know, the illustration for us today is this, that God has put something inside each one of us. There is a, a people that we are to influence. There's a change in the world that we can affect by something that God has called us to. And I thought about you when you said you went to Hollywood, but you were afraid, but you did it anyway. Esther was overwhelmed by her calling. She was afraid of it. It was bigger than her, but she said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And if I die, I die, but I'm going to take this step. And that's, isn't that part of the vision of what you're saying when we talk about arise Esther? Yes. It, we are all royalty in the house of God. We are so loved by him, but he didn't call women just to sit back and watch our world crumble around us mm -hmm. and to watch our children not have a saving relationship with the Lord and to watch people who need to know God die without him. He's called us to rise up for such a time as this. And if we perish, we perish, but we must be a voice and we must use our mama love. We must give that mama look. <laughs> we must <laughs> do those mama prayers. We've yes. got to do this. And so this is what this is all about. And we are creating we are creating training preparation just as esther had all of this preparation before she went in to be with the king we have to have preparation we are creating training on so many different levels for the women of the church mm -hmm. and this podcast i'm excited to say is the first thing we have 10 different platforms that are all being created at the same time and our podcast this day is the first day that any of our things have gone live. And there are many other things coming, including training for writing, uh, Bible studies that you can even do with your friends in your church group, and so much more yes. that we will have available for our listeners and for the women of the church who are saying, I'm not going to stay seated anymore. I'm going to take my place. God is calling me to stand up and I'm going to do it. I'm going to arise for such a time as this. Yes. I love what you're saying that it, you know what, sometimes we think that arise means that it's, that there's some big national platform, but in truth, maybe it is that mama love 
to someone who has been rejected or it's that, oh, no, you don't for <laughs> an injustice. You know, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. Linda, you know, right now you, you've alluded to it a couple of times. There is a very painful experience going on in our city and our nation today. Our yes. cities were looted and burned and there was a very peaceful protest that turned quite bad towards the end of it and um, over racial disparities and over painful experiences. But it could be that that maybe our Esther moment would be to be a voice amidst this um, difficult time to speak love, to speak that hope, to be that prayer warrior. Isn't that true? Yes. In fact, I was watching the news Saturday night and I, they were filming in New York City. It was early evening. The young people were lined up facing off against the police. Mm-hmm. They were encroaching upon the police. The situation was getting very, very tense when suddenly a woman stood in between them. An unnamed woman. She was a nurse. She still had on her nursing garb. Mm. And she had her finger in front of the faces of those young people. And the reporter grabbed her and he said, ma'am, ma'am, what are you saying to them? Because the young people begin to back away from the confrontation. And she said, I told them, sure, go ahead and protest, but do it in peace. There is no need for you to get arrested here today. There is no need for you to incite violence here today. And the kids that she was talking to heard her. And they turned back. And we have to be that voice of reason and love. I was listening to Dr. Avita King this morning, and she talked about in the 60s. She is the a niece of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And she said that in the 60s, someone blew up her house. Oh, goodness. Can you imagine that? No. And the people came, the African-American people came to her father and they were angry. They wanted to incite violence. Mm -hmm. But her dad said, if you want to hit somebody, hit me. We have to go forward in peace if we're going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And she shared that. She raised her voice to share that to our nation today. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing we must be. We must be sharing the voice of peace, the voice of love, the voice of hope, because these flames that are burning around our 30 or 40 cities around the country can turn into flames of revival ignited by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if the men are afraid to stand up, like, like these two women that I mentioned stood up, then we women will, we will, we will love our neighbor and we will call it an injustice and injustice, but we will call forth peace in the same breath. I was just talking to my brother who lives in Jackson, Mississippi. And I said, what are, what are the riots like there? He said, there are no riots here. I said, what do you mean there are no riots there? He said, oh, well, we had a peaceful demonstration at the courthouse. And he said, all the races came together and they knelt and prayed. Oh, goodness. Yes. And there were no riots. And not as of yet, there were no riots. What if we knelt and prayed? 
What if we knelt and prayed right where we are? Right. That's what and Esther called for. She called for the people to pray for three days. That's exactly and I'm calling for that right now, wherever you are, for the next three days, I want you to pray for our nation, pray for the young people, pray for the confused and hurting people, pray for the people who don't know the Lord, and pray for the people who have violence on their hearts, and pray that they would all find the power of the love of God who, who has sent his son to die for their sins so that they could become one in the fellowship with God. That's a call that's from God that he has just spoken through you, this call to prayer, this call to intercession, this call to say, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, if they'll turn from their wicked ways, if they'll seek my face, I will hear from heaven, I will heal their land. And there is power in prayer. You know, you spoke about us as women calling for peace, speaking peace. And I love a definition that I heard of peace. Peace is not the absence of conflict but it's the, the presence of a reconciling spirit. And I believe as a woman of God, we talk about that nurturing nature that women have, that we are for such a moment as this, that we can get in the middle of, of the warfare, if you will, and the, the unpeace <laughs> and speak that reconciling spirit, speak that mediation, bring the opposing sides together. I believe women have been given a very special anointing to do that. Maybe it comes from us being able to bring our kids together and say, okay, you're going to hug her and you're going to hug him and you're going to apologize. I don't know, but give but, them that mama look, give them that bomb. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's a call to prayer right now. And for any woman that's listening that th doesn't think that she can step into any place of influence, you can step into the throne room of God with the anointing of God to pray. So for the next three days, and what did you say, Linda? Pray for anyone who has evil intent in their heart to be turned toward to God. The Lord. Turn to the love of God. We've got to turn this to the love of God because this whole thing is fueled by hate. And here's the irony of it. Everybody agrees that injustice was done and everybody agrees that it was evil and wrong. Mm -hmm. And so why are we turning on our cities? We all agree. Yes. What we have to do is turn toward reconciliation. Mm -hmm. our, yes. our cities will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. I heard of one Hollywood actor who was egging it on. Yeah, yeah, everybody, burn the cities down. And then suddenly he realized the smoke was getting a little too close to his compound. And he was like, no, stop, everyone. You're coming toward my house. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, That's it's the problem. Okay. We're burning down our own houses. Yes, right. You know, I've been saying in a couple of interviews that I've done, people asking me, and I said, you know, here's one thing. I work with a lot of people who have trauma in their life. And sometimes out of trauma, they're so numb and there's so much paralysis that sometimes the traumatized victim will take a knife or a razor blade and will cut their own self. It's self-destructive. It's self-inflicted wound. And sometimes they do that just because they're calling for attention. They feel they need to come out of the numb place. They need to, to vent or feel or they're going to take their own life. And 
I think if anything, we just have to say as a nation, okay, we hear, we need to, we need to listen, we need to hear, let's stop inflicting these wounds upon our own self. Let's stop our cutting of our own body. Good. Let's get some help, friends. Let's bring this nation together. Jesus himself said, a house divided against itself can not stand. We'll not stand if we don't get in unity. Um, so what's the impact you hope that Esther Arise, or Arise Esther will have? Esther was a deliverer of her people. Mm -hmm. And that is what God is calling us women to do, to deliver our people to hope to peace, to the love of God. And we can rise up for such a time as this, and we can do that. And one of the ways she prepared was by applying oil. And we must apply the oil of the spirit. Yes. I'm not talking about going crazy and, and running down to your, your favorite Pentecostal church. You can do that. I'm not saying not to, but I'm saying you must clothe yourself with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And all that means is you just say more Holy Spirit. I need more of you right now, yes. Holy Spirit. And then it will manifest in peace, love, joy, kindness, not murder, not violence. And it will manifest in love. And, you know, that will change the world. Mm -hmm. Mama love is kind. Mama love can be strong, but mama love is kind and peaceful. And that's what we've got to give. But we cannot do it unless we are empowered by the oil of the spirit, because that's how we get power. So if you yeah. don't even know what I'm talking about, you just pray this prayer, more Holy Spirit, fill mm -hmm. me more. Because every person who has invited Jesus Christ to forgive them for their sins and to come into their heart has a seed of the Holy Spirit, but you can always have more of him. Mm -hmm. And if we are going to make a difference, we have to have as much of him as we will allow him into our hearts. So just keep praying that more Holy Spirit and watch God transform you with his beauty that will give you favor and attraction so that other people can see and hear you. Mm, that is so good. Pray for more of the Holy Spirit. Pray that God will give you favor and attraction so that people will be drawn. That's so powerful. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And that's what you're hearing today, friends. That's the call of God to show the greatest way, the way of love, to be a woman who's willing to step into a place of influence, whether that's in your own family, whether that's in your church, whether that's in a community. And today with COVID, and maybe even you have a Bible study online, wherever you are, to use your voice for God's glory. Let's say, I cannot remain silent. If I perish, I perish. But I'm fighting for my child. I'm fighting for my neighbor who doesn't know God. I'm fighting for health and wholeness. I'm fighting for mental stability for this nation. I'm fighting for reconciliation, that we're willing to be used of God as that instrument of love. 
it's powerful and uh, it is for such a time as this. Linda, it's been great to have you here today. And um, this is so exciting. This is our very first Esther Arise. So we- Yes, and we're gonna have links. Um, They're not exactly ready. I was hoping I would have a link today. Uh, You can, well, let me just say, you will soon be able to go to ariseesther.com. You can go there now, but we don't have any newsletters for you to sign up. But you can browse and see all the exciting things that we are building. I mean, right now, I'm very excited about, uh, we have a a class, it's a a seminar, uh, like a 10-hour seminar that we've created, a virtual conference called, Yes, You Can Write a Book, because maybe God is calling you to write. And soon we're going to have a all kinds of wonderful Bible studies and so many other trainings that you can be involved in and participate in. But right now it's time to pray for the next three days. Pray for our nation, pray for our young people, pray for revival. Yes. Amen. Well, Linda, would you be willing to lead us into prayer right now for those listening? And let's just, let's just do that. Let's pray and ask God for those things right now. Lord, I want to thank you. Just like Esther, you have kept us hidden for such a time as this. And you have called us to stand up and to arise and to, and to step out of our comfort zone so that we can go forward with the good news because great is the host of women who tell the good news. And Lord, I ask that you would prepare us and that you would anoint us with the oil of the presence of your Holy Spirit, that we would become saturated with the presence of the Holy Spirit in and on our lives and that we would be empowered and we pray for our families. Mm -hmm. We pray for our friends. We pray for our coworkers. We pray for our neighbors, for our churches. We pray for the companies, the cities, the businesses, We pray that this COVID would lift. I mean, that's part of what is fueling this, the frustration of being under house arrest as Americans. Mm -hmm. And and it's to the boiling point. And we pray that this boiling point will tip. Yes. And Mm -hmm. your presence will replace the anger. Mm -hmm. Your Holy Spirit will replace the hate. Mm -hmm. Your love will cover us and our families and our neighbors and our homes and communities and churches and cities and country with a blanket of love. And we will see that, yes, we are all on the same side. We are all human. There is no race anymore. We are all one in you. We are brothers and sisters of every nation of every tongue. And we say, yes, we want to belong to you. Yes, we want to experience the power of your love. And we ask for the power of your love and presence Mm -hmm. to transform our hearts and the hearts of all. And we pray this now for such a time as this. In the power and authority of the name and the blood of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I agree in the name of Jesus. Lord, may it be so. 
Thank you so much, Linda. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, and there'll be links in the show notes, but how can they reach you? Well, you can go to my website, which is got2topray.com, and there's a contact link there. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And women listening, and perhaps even our brothers, but we just want to remind you, Esther, this is your moment to arise. Don Scott Damon saying, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you found value, make sure that you visit ariseesther.captivate.fm. Like us, love us, and review us. And hey, want to join the movement? Visit us on thearisemovement.com to get connected. And for more information about me, your freedom coach and host, visit Freedom Girl Sisterhood. And while you're there, take the 60-Day Freedom Challenge. You'll be so glad you did. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.